This evening, it's been hard for me to find the words. That's oh. oh, this is going to be great. and let me do the talking. <laughs> no WWE talent becomes a legend on their own. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others. It makes them bleed deeper in something than larger than life. Then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized by the storytellers, by the loyalty, by the memory of those who honor him and make the running the man did live forever. You! You, 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 you are the legend makers of Ultimate Warrior. In the back, I see many potential legends, some of them with warrior spirits, and you will do the same for them. You will decide if they lived with a passion and intensity, so much so that you will tell your stories and you will make them legends as well. I am Ultimate Warrior. You are the Ultimate Warrior fans. And the spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run forever. The ultimate warrior, the newest member of the Hall of Fame. Wrestling fans, are you For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? Sorry about your damn luck. I deserve one more match. It's going to be the end of the world as you know it. And welcome back, folks, to another week edition of Wrestle Rant Radio right here on EC Radio. I'm the host with the most Bleacher Report featured columnist Graham Jason Matthews being joined, as always, by RJ. How's it going tonight, I'm RJ? doing good tonight. That's good. That's good. We are also being joined by Mr. Anderson, not TNA's Mr. Anderson, but the next best thing, RJ's friend, who he uh, attended WrestleMania 30 with just a couple of weeks ago, his friend Mike. How's it going tonight, Mike? How you doing, guys? What's going on? Doing good, doing good. And of course, today on WrestleRant Radio, we will be talking about last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. If we have any time left, maybe talking some TNA for the first time in weeks. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's first, uh, his, his global promotion and whatnot. But of course, got to kick things off as per the uh, the pre-show audio, Ultimate Warrior's passing last Tuesday. Now, I think it was, 
Um, we went off the air at 10 p.m. Eastern time last Tuesday night, got back, had just uploaded the show to my website. No more than five minutes went by when someone told me that the Ultimate Warrior had passed away. Couldn't believe it. Was still in shock for until I went to bed that night. Um, very devastating loss to the wrestling world and just in general. One, uh, his wife and two kids, his two daughters are now without a uh, husband and father. It's just an absolute tragic loss. But um, details have now surfaced um, saying that that Ultimate Warrior suffered a heart attack. Um, this is past we are last Tuesday. Uh, the, the news broke just yesterday via TMZ. Uh, a catastrophic heart attack, apparently a massive heart attack. So um, it really sucks for the for the wrestling world. A lot of love been going around for the Ultimate Warrior. Um, just not amongst the wrestling world, but in the mainstream too. I've seen uh, there was some girl that got a tattoo of the Ultimate Warrior. Baseball teams have been coming out to the theme of the Ultimate Warrior. Um, a lot of love from a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people across the uh, the public eye. So. Um, very touching to see that. Of course, WWE has paid tribute to the Ultimate Warrior over the last week. They aired some footage of his on the WWE Network last Wednesday night. They will be doing Warrior Week, I think, immediately following the show ends at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, so check that out tonight, tomorrow, Thursday. So it's Warrior Week on the WWE Network, so check that out. But um, even still, though, I think the positive coming out of this is that he, he left the world on a very high note, and after being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on... Uh, uh, on Saturday night last week, making his first WrestleMania appearance in nearly 18 years at WrestleMania 30 last Sunday, and of course uh, making his final, first and final Raw appearance in 18 years. And next night on Monday Night Raw, we just played the audio of his promo from that show. Very touching stuff. Now up to I think four million views on YouTube. Um, just very eerie stuff. I mean, we didn't really talk about it all that much last week on last week's show because, of course, the loss didn't happen at that point. But um, I don't think, honestly, I don't think he knew that he was going to die. I just, I think that's complete BS. Um, he just, maybe he didn't know that his health was at, was at its finest. But um, even still, I don't think he planned his death or anything stupid like that. I hate when people say that. But regardless, though, um, a very big loss to the wrestling world. WWE now kind of going into last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. They did a tremendous job of um, paying tribute to the Warrior at the start of the show with that beautiful video package to kick off the show. Um, they always do this kind of stuff when someone passes away. Um, not any just old talent. I mean, it, it would be nice if they did that for someone like a Nelson Frazier, a.k.a. Big Daddy V, a.k.a. Mabel. I know they don't do it for everybody, but they did the same thing for, uh, for Mae Young, for Paul Bear, Eddie Guerrero, of course, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, and, of course, the Macho Man when he passed away a couple years ago and and unlike Warrior, he was unable to enter the WWE Hall of Fame and make amends to the WWE before he passed away in May of 2011. So a very tragic loss. Warrior, Macho Man, and uh, hopefully this is the last loss for, for quite a while because it's too many for the WWE to take. But just a historic week last week. We already kind of talked about it last week. WrestleMania 30, the 30th anniversary of their biggest show of the year. Monday Night Raw, an awesome show. We talked about that last week. Um, like I just said, the passing of the Ultimate Warrior on Tuesday night. If we have time for it, we'll talk about this briefly a little later on. But Eric Young winning the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Lots of mixed emotions on that, especially for myself and RJ. But if we have time, we will be talking about that later. But uh, regardless, though, um, I was talking to RJ about this just yesterday and how it brought back memories of the passing of Eddie Guerrero. So, RJ, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, on your initial reaction to the news breaking on Warrior and um, and how this, you, you said, uh, drew a lot of similarities to Eddie Guerrero from 2005 and when you were a kid nine years ago. Yeah, like I was saying yesterday, like, I, w I think I just got back to the dorm like five, ten minutes of the show and I looked on Twitter and it said that he died, but I was like, how could he die? He was here yesterday. And then, like you said, Triple H, Stephanie, WWE reported. So I was like, yeah, Jesus, like, just saw the guy two days earlier at WrestleMania. So yeah, I was pretty exactly. shocked. Yeah, in person, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, last night when they had, like, them come, all come out, like, the thing, the 10 bell salute, like, really reminded me of when Eddie Guerrero died. They did, like, pretty much the same thing, had, like, mm -hmm. the video package, all of them out there. The Eddie Guerrero one, they were more emotional than the Warrior, obviously, because Eddie was still. A talent at that time, yeah, of course. And then they did the ten bell salute, and it just kind of like brought memories back to when that happened. So, mm -hmm. and you mentioned before that I think that was the first time they've done a ten bell salute for a wrestler on WWE TV since Eddie Guerrero. Is that correct? I think so. Because I don't. I they think didn't they, do it for they, only, they only really do it when there's like people still like 
in the company when it happens, I'm pretty sure. But they didn't do it for Ben because that entire show was was a tribute show. I know, obviously, but I mean on that Monday they yeah. didn't know, but you know yeah. what I mean? So they, I don't think they did it I don't it think ben they Walk. did it for Benoit. Ben, Vince McMahon opened up the show and addressed yeah. everybody, and then they went into the video package. And then right? next night on ECW, they're like, forget everything that happened yeah. last night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think they've done it. I know they did it for... Um, for the tragedy from December, the um, the Newtown school shooting, I know they did it at the TLC pay per view, but it wasn't a wrestler's death. But no. even so, that was very classy that they did that. But in terms of wrestlers passing away, I don't even think they did it for Macho Man. When Macho Man passed, they just aired that video package. Yeah. So that was nice that they showed matches and stuff with the Warrior last night. But um, regardless, Mike, uh, I'll get to you now. Um, your initial reaction when it came to the Ultimate Warrior passing away last week. Um, any fond memories of the Warrior? And of course, um, well, might as well get into this right now too. Your thoughts on WrestleMania 30 just being there live? Uh, uh, the passing of Ultimate Warrior was actually really shocking. Seeing them come out on Sunday night at Mania, the whole crowd going nuts. He had like beef with McMahon and stuff, so like it was like a big like outcoming for him. You know what I mean? So him coming out to the whole crowd and. Going like crowd was going nuts. He was the main Hall of Famer getting inducted, and then like seeing him on Raw the next day at home, and then next day seeing him die. It really just sees how like how small the world is. You know what I mean? Like how fast it is. Anything can happen at any given moment. I think like as much as the fans were shocked, that Vince and the company were shocked as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't course, know. You can't really. Well, it was, I don't know, you can't really just put something on there like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was good that on his way out, too, that he made amends with uh, with a lot of the people that he had problems with, uh, including Hulk Hogan. They took a picture backstage on Monday Night Raw last week. Jake Roberts, who I know he had a uh, had a beef with in the last couple of months. Kevin Nash, I believe, and a number of, the, of other people. So that was nice for him to make amends to those people before his passing. But, um, of course, only 54 years old, like I said, a very tragic loss to the wrestling world. And it's not without its controversy, of course. The whole Nancy Grace thing and the guy from ESPN, what was his name again? Colin Coward. Colin Coward, yeah. So I don't want to get into a whole rant about that because we like to limit the uh, the obscenities on this show. So I can go on a full 20-minute <laughs> rant about that, but we won't. So, And I think RJ mentioned it before. I mentioned it in my uh, Ultimate Warrior video on YouTube, so you can check that out if you want to. But regardless, so, uh, we'll move on from there. We, we kicked off the show last night, Monday Night Raw, with the tribute to the Ultimate Warrior. And um, from that point forward, we moved right in to the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Now, this is the first tournament that comes to my mind since I think uh, they were trying to determine the number one contenders to the WWE Tag Team titles a couple years ago. Um, Aside from that, we don't usually get tournaments in WWE. When I heard a tournament was announced, I extremely got excited uh, initially because I I thought it was a King of the Ring tournament. Of course, not the case, but um, regardless, though, um, it is very nice to see um, the WWE Intercontinental title treated prestigiously for once. Um, and we won't go match by match, but uh, we'll talk about the, the tournament overall. So in the results of Raw last night, we had RVD defeat Del Rio to advance to the to the uh, semifinals. We had Cesaro defeating Mark Henry, Sheamus defeating Jack Swagger, and Bad News Barrett defeating Dolph Ziggler. So all of those oh. men have moved on to the uh, have moved on to the semifinals. We'll face off. Next week on Monday Night Raw for the Intercontinental Championship, and the winner will face Big E for the IC title at Extreme Rules next month. So, RJ, I'll start with you. What are your overall thoughts on the tournament itself? Is it helpful? Does it is it meaningless? And um, who do you think will win? And your thoughts on the matches um, so from last night. So a lot to talk about. Here. Yeah, um, I think it's helpful, obviously, because recently the IC title hasn't really gotten any like spotlight or anything like that, and then. It helps like the mid card guys that really haven't got any uh, airtime. Going the match, most of the matches were very good. Uh, I think the Bad News Barrett and uh, Dolph Ziggler match was really good, and then the RVD versus uh, Del Rio, Del Rio yeah. match was good too. Well, I think well, I think a heel is going to win the tournament, obviously, because mm-hmm. Biggie's a face. So I'm going to say Cesaro's going to win it. Yeah, yeah, he's still a heel as he's of still right a now. heel now. Yeah. yeah, with Paul Heyman, I guess. So I don't know what they're trying to do with that, but it doesn't matter to me as long as he's with Cesaro. Yeah. We were talking about this. As long as he's with Paul Heyman, we were talking about this before the show. But the pairing between those two was absolutely golden. Um, I think it's beautiful, and they should have done that last year without even. No, I don't know. I enjoyed the Real Americans, but I think uh, if you put Heyman from the start instead of Curtis Axel, 
I think it could have done wonders for Cesaro just a year ago. He could have been a world champion by now. But um, even so, though, I definitely agree. All the matches were very, very good. A great attempt by WWE to start to rebuild the mid-card because you have all these guys just floating around doing nothing at the moment, just absolutely nothing, and it's frustrating because you, you throw 30 bodies in a ring at WrestleMania and hardly two-thirds of them mean anything. So it was ridiculous, and this is a nice way to build back up the Intercontinental Championship. I'm very happy to see the IC title treated prestigiously for once. Will it stay that way? I don't think so. But um, before I get to any further thoughts on the tournament, I'll throw it to you, Mike. Your thoughts on the matches last night, um, your thoughts on who might win, and your thoughts on the tournament overall. I was hoping for uh, a Dolph Ziggler wild card win. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. WWE isn't pushing him the right way. I believe he should be a top star. That's just my opinion on it. But other than that, I think Cesaro's unbelievable. Paul Heyman joining his side makes him that much better. He's going to... His push was really, really good at WrestleMania 30, um, knocking off the big show, proving that he's probably the pound for pound, one of the strongest guys in the business. Rob Van Pam beating Del Rio is always entertaining. RBD is always good. Sheamus is getting a little boring. His victory was all right. His match was probably the worst out of all three, you can say. And uh, bad news there at beating Dolph Ziggler was... Typical. I was hoping for his Ziggler win, but yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, the tournament overall is good. I think obviously Cesaro will win because I can see out of the other three guys, none of them really getting that big of a push. Rob Van Dam's getting a little old, so he's kind of like a mid car crowd booster, if you know what I mean. Sheamus already had his boost. I can't see him being the WWE champion in the future because. It's like the best guy in the business, so I would just keep that to Daniel Bryan. Bad News Barrett, I don't know why the fans love him lately, but I'm not a fan personally. I think he's terrible. So probably Cesaro overall that tournament's going to win it, I think. In terms of Dolph Ziggler, it's funny that you mentioned Ziggler, and I was thinking the same exact thing. It was only a few weeks ago this guy was on a winning streak. I mean, they were putting him on a winning streak going into WrestleMania 30, and then all of a sudden after WrestleMania, he's losing matches left and right. He lost to Bad News Barrett last night on Raw. He lost to... Uh, that, Jack- was just, that was just absolutely stupid on WWE's part to make him go on a losing streak. Remember when he, uh, he cashed in the money in the bank on Del Rio? I think it was probably in the top five crowd reactions of all time, the loudest, insane. Everybody loved him. AJ Lee in his side, Big E as his, his bodyguard, his second guy. That was awesome. Everybody loved it. Even even when he was a heel, people still cheered him on. I don't see what WWE's doing wrong with not pushing Ziggler. I could see him like in a Shawn Michaels format. I said that for Will Cromer, obviously. He's a, He's in a Shawn Michaels format. He should be pushed, but WWE just isn't giving him what he needs. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell WWE what to do. But if I was the writers, I would put Dolph Ziggler in the second round over Bad News Barrett. At least, come on, really? Come on. Other than that, yeah, yeah, it's good. I Dolph Ziggler's on a losing streak right now, but I think he should be out of it soon. It should have been him against Big E for the IC title, but eh, bad news Barrett won, I guess. The fact that he's being underutilized, personally to me, doesn't surprise me. And this guy's been underutilized for years now. He's been pushed. He's been st- his, his pushes have been start-stop over the last three, four years anyway, so it comes as real no surprise. They haven't done anything with him since he turned face, and they took the title off of him last June at payback when he lost the title to Del Rio. So the same thing goes for uh, uh, Damian Sandow. He got knocked out by Big Show last night. This guy was contending for the world title six months ago against John Cena, which was an amazing matchup, and he hasn't done anything mm-hmm. since. So it, it just kind Great of the case. Match. Exactly. He hasn't done anything since. It, it's just really a shame that WWE has underutilized all of these guys. They have just such immense talent that they're not doing anything with. But um, in terms of the IC title, I hope and um, – well, here's the thing. With the IC Championship, some people have said that Big E is a lame champion. Now, I don't really put the blame on the wrestler themselves. Big E is great. I think he's flourishing as a fan favorite, much better as a fan favorite than a heel, I think. If they gave him the five-count mm-hmm. gimmick from NXT, I think it would be great. But um, Absolutely. I don't think taking the title off of him. I think I, I, I'm fine with Cesaro taking the title. I'll say that right now. But 
a lot of people are saying, oh, he's not doing anything with the championship. Take the title off of him. I don't think taking the title off of him will solve anything. You know what I mean? I don't think if you take the title off of him, the title's going to feel prestigious. It might feel prestigious for that one title change, like when Big E won it. People are thinking he's going to be the best champion since the Attitude Era, and he hasn't done anything since November, and it's not his fault. It's, it's the creative's fault. So if Cesaro wins it and maybe defends it against Swagger and does stuff with it, um, then I'm fine with that. But if Cesaro's just going to hold it and not defend it, Dean Ambrose is a completely different story, if only because he's in a three-man group. He's not a singles act, and he doesn't need that championship. So that's a completely different story. But with Big E, I think you can keep the title on him. Even if he loses the title, I'm fine with that. But either way, I don't think it's Big E's fault. But I do really like the tournament, uh, the idea of the tournament to establish a new number one contender. It's different from your uh, from your average fatal four-way or triple threat match that we've seen in the last few weeks. Um, my only complaint would be that they had Del Rio beat Big E a couple weeks ago for, like, no reason at all. And then that went nowhere. And Del Rio lost us in the first round, so it made zero sense. And um, I, I have no idea. Like, Del Rio's another guy, too, that... Uh, like Sheamus, they pushed him way too hard, way too quickly, and now they have nothing for him. Exactly. He He's belongs, boring now. Yeah, he belongs in the mid-card. I think they should have never put the world title on him as quickly as they did. But anyway, and, and you mentioned well, hey, she- the world title didn't really mean that much no. compared to the WWE World Heavyweight. No. Like, and then another thing I have to say, as soon as Dean Ambrose goes in the U.S. title match, he'll lose the belt. Like, he's not going to go in on a title defense. He hasn't he hasn't defended it in what? A month or two or something like that. And as soon as he defends it, he's gonna drop it. And then whoever wins the IC tournament, which is probably gonna be Cesaro, is gonna be Diggy. I that's I, just what it is. I think you should just merge the titles at this point, honestly, because I don't think having two mid card titles is fine, but if you're not gonna do anything with either title, the IC if they're gonna make it feel meaningful again, I guess, but if you're not going to do anything with the U.S. championship, and then I do think it's pointless. Because you were saying that we should have more championships. Why do you think that? Because then it gives the mid-card more, more meaningful matches than just stupid feuds that no one cares about. I don't think... I think... I like the two titles, not the two mid. Well, I like the two mid card titles. Well, back back in the day, like when if you look at old WrestleMania's old periods, like the whole match was all title matches, yeah, making more meaningful. Yeah, and it but gives, that's like, when they were treating meaningful though. Yeah, but that, but then what's the, what's it's rather I'd rather have them go for titles than make them meaningful than have stupid feuds that no one cares about. I think if you kept the world title around, I don't think you would have had that stupid thirty man battle royal this year. I like the battle royal in the finish, but I'm just saying I don't think. The world title was basically like the mid-card title. I think yeah. you could just say that right now. Yeah. The mid-card title was the world title, so without that, the mid-card titles, the, the actual mid-card titles are what people should be gunning for. But it doesn't matter if you have one title or 12. I think it's just the creative of it, and they're not, they don't care about any of these wrestlers. They're not giving them any sort, any sort of push aside from Cesaro, and they give the focus to some people like The Shield, like to Bray Wyatt, and Cesaro, but they need more than that. They need an actual mid card. So, and um, before we go any further, too, I just want to mention this real quick because I know we were talking about this before the show, and I think it'd be worth mentioning. Um, and Michael, I'll start with you. With the debuting acts, we have Bo Dallas coming up. We've got Adam Rose. We've got Paige on the roster now, and we've got uh, Rusev. Alexander Rusev. Yeah. So, oh God, with these four people coming up, do you think it's a bad thing? Or not? I mean. Regardless of whether you like these people or not, and you can establish that if you'd like, and of course I know no one here likes Rusev, but regardless, do you think it's a bad thing that they're putting up this many people all at the same time because they might not have anything to do? I just think Rusev is... That's just so bad on WWE's part, honestly. It's so bad. Bo Dallas, believe, okay, I can go with that. Give the kid a job. But other than... Rusev is. It was time for AJ Lee to um, AJ Lee to lose. I'll give W. I'll give him that. Who else besides a new diva would have beaten AJ Lee? A Bella twin that would have been boring. Everybody would have been like, okay, a Bella's a champion. So Paige is probably the only star coming in who I can see like giving the other divas a push. What's Bo Dallas going to do when he gets there? Or they should have put in Rusev or whatever his name is in the IC tournament. I don't know. They could have done something. What a, are they going to put him against Titus Young every week? It's Titus terrible. O'Neil. Yeah, it's it, it's terrible. I, I don't know. 
they need to give them better matches, give them a bigger push. Should have put them in the IC tournament over Bad News Barrett, honestly. But, yeah, that's my intake on Rusoff and Bo Dallas and Page and... You thought so, Jim? I think I think it's I think it's stupid right now to bring these guys up because there's plenty of guys that are on the main roster now that don't have direction or anywhere to go. So why bring up more guys and ruin like they're like in with the company? So then people like they'll be like a Justin Gabriel, like Heath Slater, no one will care about in the next year, and they'll still be there doing jobbing and squashing matches. And I feel like they need to keep these guys down and developmental so they have an actual direction for them. Unless they do have a direction for them that we don't know about, obviously, but. If you're bringing in two single competitors, obviously they're not both going to just win titles. One's yep. a heel, one's a face. So both both champions are faces for mid-cards, so that wouldn't even make sense. And I just think, like, there's going to be another guy with a dancing gimmick, so then Fandango's going to be around, let go. And there's other guys that don't have direction, so why would you bring more people up? It just doesn't make any sense. No, I hear what you're saying. I think it'd make more sense if they did this when there were still two brands, and I think this is a whole other discussion for another day, because I, I don't know if you agree or not, but I think there should be two brands as opposed to one giant conglomerate that is Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. I, it has its benefits and it has its pros and cons, so I don't want to get into that. But um, I do agree. And I think over Rusev or Bo Dallas, I think they should have brought up Sami Zayn. Um, I think he could have been awesome. And, and if they're not going to bring him up immediately, and I heard that him and the Ascension are the next people to come up. Um, and I said this last night during Raw, but you can have Cesaro win the IC title, you can have him hold it for a while, do some meaningful stuff with it, then it, finally when he loses it, he can lose it to a debuting Sami Zayn, or they could do a feud with, between the two. I'm not really sure, but of course, you watch NXT, RJ. Yeah. You saw their match at Arrival. Was that not one of the best matches of the year so It was far? one of the best matches of the year. Absolutely. But I feel like they'd pull up Corey Graves before they pulled up Sami Zayn. You like Corey Graves? Yeah. I enjoy Corey Graves. Some people have said he's boring, but I like him too. So I think they got a lot of key players down in the NXT. I don't know. I feel like they have a lot more better divas in NXT than they do They do, but singles. speaking of that too, and I don't really want to get into this all that much, but with Paige and Emma coming up to the main roster, I think they need to add some new blood into the divas division in NXT because they've got Bailey right now, Sasha, and Charlotte, and that's it. They've got Natalia coming down and wrestling every yeah. once in a while, but they got to have some new blood. Cause I but I feel like now stuff. that they brought Paige and Emma up, they should start cutting like Rosa Mendez. And oh God, yes! Why the hell is she even still around? Oxana, she Why? sucks. Oh my God! Half she, of those divas need to get out of there too. Nah, there's there's a div- there's most of them can wrestle. But yeah, like Layla can wrestle, and I'm glad she's well, with Fonda. But the thing is, I feel like most of them are there. Just they weren't there for looks. They weren't really the best wrestlers. But I feel like Paige and Emma both actually are really good wrestlers. Yeah, they all have. They both like actually know how to wrestle. Is pretty much. So Rosa, I feel like they should be in a feud eventually. Oh yeah, definitely. I think if they, I think, I, I mean, this is just kind of throwing this out there, and a lot of people said this about AJ and Caitlyn, but I think Paige and Emma can very well be the Trish Lita of the Divas Division of today. Yeah. So that being said, though, um, I would love to see those two feud at some point over the Divas Championship. Paige versus Tamita Snuka is now slated for Extreme Rules, and I know a lot of people are angry about that. I didn't watch main event, so I don't know exactly what happened, but I think Tamita won a battle royal tonight on main event to become the number one contender to the Divas Championship. But um, based off of a raw script that was leaked in the last two hours or so, it said that AJ was injured, so maybe that's why the match last week was so short. You know, I don't know. But um, even still, though, they can build towards that for SummerSlam or whatever. I'm not really all that mad about that. But uh, Rosa Mendez, back to your point, I think is like the JTG of the Divas division. <laughs> they do nothing with her at all. She never even appears. She has no use in the roster whatsoever. She's caused backstage issues before. She literally serves no purpose at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, the, the things for the Divas division are looking up. I think the match last, uh, last night between her and Alicia wasn't all that bad. It wasn't. I thought that was okay. Yeah. So, better than most Divas matches exactly. that we get nowadays, you know? So yeah, think, it wasn't that bad. It was all right. Alicia Fox isn't the greatest in-ring worker, she's like, but I think. She's like the diva version of Booker T. Yes, yes, exactly. It's not because of a race, people. I'm not racist. <laughs> the axe kick and all, but yeah, I definitely agree, though. But um, even so, though, with that being said, we'll go into our next topic at hand. John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt came out last night just talking about random stuff, as usual, awesome promos. John Cena comes out talking all this garbage, showing these visuals of the Wyatt family's family and baby (laughs) pictures and 
this stupid Cena stuff that we thought we was behind I him. I thought that was Nexus stuff. Exactly. We saw that. Oh, we yeah. saw that a couple yes. years ago. Yes, with Heath Slater and all that. The Wendy girl. Yep. Yes, I remember that fondly. Not fondly, actually. But yes, <laughs> I know what you mean. But um, yeah, it was really, really weird because this is the thing. He went from cracking these stupid jokes to showing fear of the Wyatt family, saying, I'm scared of the Wyatt family. And then he was, like, seeing things in the mirror mm-hmm. when he saw Eric Rowan or the mask or whatever. Then he was confident again, the mm-hmm. Raw before WrestleMania. And now he's back to his happy-go-lucky self. It makes no sense. Yeah. So that was really stupid. And I, I like the fact they're having a rematch, so it gives Bray Wyatt uh, his win back over Cena. And I hope that's the end of it. I see no reason why it continued after that. Maybe payback, maybe. I know you were saying payback, but I don't think... I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think having John Cena having the last one to go over in the feud is really necessary. Yeah, but where do you go with Cena... After this feud, him versus some people have been saying him versus Brian too at SummerSlam, but that's a couple months away, so yeah. I don't know. I would love to see that honestly. It should be him versus be it should be Brian versus Brock at SummerSlam, but Brian versus I think that's either coming at SummerSlam or um, WrestleMania, or maybe Survivor Series. That's a big time match, though. Money in the Bank, possibly. Man, I don't know. I... I don't, know. I don't think Brock would work money in the bank. It could work whenever they give him a fat paycheck. No, of course. And I, I don't think he's going to work. I don't think he's going to work more dates either, but uh, I, I think SummerSlam would be the perfect time for it because it's and money in the bank's in June this year. And I know we would love to see it if we were going to go, especially if you Brock Lesnar in person. I, I know you'd get trying to get in here. But even still, though, um, yeah, I, I think you could do Cena in the title picture. But even still, though, going back to the segment, um, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, John Cena spilling all these stupid jokes. Get serious for like two seconds, and that's pretty much it. Um, bottom line of this segment, rematch at Extreme Rules inside the steel cage between Bray Wyatt and John Cena, so the Wyatt family can't interfere, which is dumb, because we saw this a couple months ago, um, with Bray and Brian versus the Usos, and Luke Harper and Eric Rowan got involved anyway. You remember that? So, yep. it, makes, it makes no sense. So, um, RJ, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the segment, um, from last night between John Cena and Bray Wyatt, and where you see this feud going from here, and who you see going over at Extreme Rules. The segment was awful besides Bray Wyatt's promo, which is always good. Always. Always has, like, his weird, quirky ways, but they're always, like... The way his phrases are said, they like they come off very good. Like The way his he character, is. His yeah. character, he, he can portray his uh, character perfectly. And then Cena came out with the stupid jokes, and then, like, he, like, off, like said, like, let's wrestle at Extreme Rules Steel Cage and accepted it. I feel like if Bray Wyatt doesn't win at Extreme Rules, then it would be dumb. Because he didn't get over at WrestleMania. And then if he loses the scene again, then where does that put him? That act dam- the act is damaged completely. Exactly. I don't and think then- he's like 100% ruined, but maybe like 85%. Yeah, <laughs> but, th- but then if he wins at Extreme Rules, I could see them wrestling at Payback because they're 1-1 one one right now. Yeah. And then, if because just because they have no, where they're going to do Bray Wyatt after he beats Cena. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, I look forward to what they do with Bray Wyatt. Hopefully, they keep him in some kind of main event feud. Like him versus Sheamus would be fine with me. Um, Sheamus, I think we were talking about this before, and I forgot to mention it, but I think if you turn Sheamus heel eventually, I think he will with the Shield face, and if Cesaro eventually turns face, and I don't know what the deal is with Cesaro right now, but uh, if you have all those guys face, Sheamus serves no purpose. Turn him heel and have him join the Authority. I think is the best thing. That's he, awful. He has history with Triple H. Well, I mean, do you, would you like to see him turn heel? No. You don't? Well, I don't care if he's heel, but I don't want to join the Authority. You don't want to see him the Authority, but no. you do want to see if he's heel. You do want to see him heel. Or no? I could care less. I think Sheamus sucks. So. He's a great wrestler. His character just annoys me, and I think he's much better off as a heel. But um, even still, though, uh, Mike, your thoughts on the Bray Wyatt John Cena segment from last night? I think they messed up huge at WrestleMania making Cena beat them, personally. There shouldn't even be a match between them two at Extreme Rules. Bray Wyatt should have won at Mania, and that should have been it. But other than that, the promo last night, Bray Wyatt did awesome as usual. John Cena came out, did his usual, like, trying-to-be-funny thing. And the cage match, not getting the Wyatt family involved, which you said before isn't going to work out anyways because they're going to get in the match somehow obviously, and that's pretty much my thought on it, even though I thought the promo overall itself wasn't that good. As soon as Cena came out, you knew it was an Extreme Rules setup. They have nothing else to do with Wyatt after this. And then your thoughts on Sheamus as well. Um, I agree with RJ. Sheamus is absolutely terrible. He, after Triple H beat him at WrestleMania, that was his big course i don't even know what mania was that what 27 the worst of all time no no 26 26 26, 26, 
Um, Sheamus against Triple H, that was his big push, and he, it was kind of like a John Cena, a Bray Wyatt thing. They should have had the young guy win for the push, and they didn't do it. I don't know why they didn't commit. Bray Wyatt should have easily beaten Cena at WrestleMania. Nobody even wanted Cena to win at WrestleMania. I don't even think anybody is going to remember that match anyways because of the streak being broken, but that's a, another six-hour conversation we could go on. <laughs> but, uh, like, WrestleMania, John Cena, Bray Wyatt was probably, besides the Divas match, the worst match of the night. No, yeah, I think we all agree that Bray Wyatt should have gone over at WrestleMania. I see no point why John Cena had to win that matchup. I mean, he would have lost nothing had he lost his legacy. That match. He would have lost his legacy? Yeah, exactly. But even still, though. Yeah, no, yeah, I completely agree. I look forward to the match at Extreme Rules. Hopefully this one's better than the one at WrestleMania. I think the, the story that they told in the WrestleMania match wasn't at all repli- you know, similar to what the build of the match was. So you know, hopefully the Steel Cage match uh, makes up for that at Extreme Rules. But, um, I think it will. And I think it will, too, yeah, especially without any interference and with the added stipulation. And uh, we'll have to see if the, if the feud ends after this. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this feud end so both guys can move on to different things. And where both guys go from here, I have no idea, but only time will tell. But um, yeah, a brief note here. We were talking about Damian Sandow before, and I really want to touch upon this for like two minutes. Um, Damian Sandow last night got knocked out by the big show. And sometimes when they do storylines like this, when, uh, when people – go on a losing streak and whatnot, and then they eventually turn face or go on a winning streak or whatever. Um, but this has been going on for six months now. I don't think they have any plans for Sandow at all. So, RJ, I'll ask you first. Your thoughts on the, on the uh, treatment of Sandow, and um, do you see – is there motivation behind this at all or is this completely random? I think, it's, I think he's getting the treatment that most of the guys have got. He got the money Ziggler, in the bank, yeah. lost it, yeah. and since then he's done nothing pretty much. At all, yeah. He had like that little crappy feud with Ziggler, but that was it. Yeah, like when they were trading wins and stuff. And they, they had like stupid, like, whatever city they were in, they had like Broadway, a little fight. Broadway, They had like yeah, a yeah. Memphis City like guitar match, some yeah. stupid shit. Dolph Ziggler was the Jeff Jarrett for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. But I feel like he's another guy that's in that category of like, they don't know what to do with them, so... They just let Big Show go out and knock him out, pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of uh, just a waste of time, in my opinion. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on Damian Sandow in last night's segment? Do you think there's something behind it, or what? They have nowhere to put the guy. They have so many mid carders exactly. competing for a permanent mid card job. With one they title, have, they have no idea what to do with Sandow. Didn't he just win Money in the Bank, and yeah, now he's getting year. knocked out in one punch by the Big Show? Come on. They have no plans for the guy. No it's like almost roster. sad. That whole skit with him in the big show shouldn't have even happened last night. Exactly. A waste of time. Just time filler, yeah. Like, literally, they have nothing to do with Fondango, so they're literally like, oh, we got Santino and Emma, so why don't we just throw you in a few with them? Like, no one likes Santino. He sucks. They got to get rid of him, Kali, Hornswoggle, like all these other shitty mid-card guys. Hornswoggle. And don't get me started. I could go on a two-hour rant about how much I well, hate him. Well, at least him. they're not using them. That's the only thing. Yeah, but they will use Kali, and it's annoying. Kali's a waste. I, I agree Kali's a waste, but they haven't used him in forever, so I don't care. They shouldn't use Santino either. No, Santino's a waste, too. Yeah, exactly. He's but, a waste. Oh, Santino. I hate Santino. As, le- as long as he's not wearing any championship gold, then I'm fine with it. But uh, remember when he was running? He, he had that run as U.S. champion a couple years ago. That he had icy title too, but that was right when it came in. But. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about the U.S. though. Like, this is only like two years ago. Like, that was a complete waste of time. When, I remember when he had the Funkometer. When he had the change yeah, of like, meter, yeah. yeah. That was entertaining. That I like that. With that Beth Phoenix, good. and he had like he only had it for like nine weeks or some stupid crap. But He's like, better as a heel than he is a face. Oh yeah, his face is awful. Yeah. How bad of a, a face was he when he was with uh, Kozlov? <laughs> Rusev Jr. <laughs> yeah, Alexander Rusev, and uh, who's going to be the Santino? Who's, who's it going to be? Alexander Rusev, and uh, who do you think is going to be the next Santino? <laughs> Like, Adam you know, Rose Fandango Exactly <laughs> Fandango would be uh, The new laugh gimmick So let's fast forward Oh god That's another disaster Fandango That's a whole other rant For a whole other day Exactly I, Yeah I, I don't like Fandango I like He's a good wrestler He is a good wrestler His character's so bad Yeah his character's terrible He went but, from uh, Johnny Curtis boring. To Fandango Like Jesus Yeah Let's fast forward To the main event segment With The Shield having to take on 11 people at once. That was a bit disappointing. When Was I the only one that was disappointed when uh, when The Shield came out? They had a brief silence, 
And then Del Rio's music hit. I was pissed out like they didn't like it was like it was like that time when they had like Randy Orton and Cena versus like the whole Raw roster. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be Kane and like another tag team. I was thinking the Ascension, honestly. I I saw you tweet that. I was like, maybe like that could be actually good, but I think it wouldn't make sense because they still have the titles, which Paige still does that. Yeah, that's stupid too. But um, I don't know. I think it was stupid how they brought all these crappy, like mostly mid card heels out. 3MB sucks. Rusev served no Rusev came out and like... Why was he out there? Because he's a heel. No, I know, but... But it looked stupid because he just comes out and supposed to be like this big monster heel and like... Dean Ambrose beat him up. Like, come (laughs) on. Yeah, yeah. It was was 11 on 3. Like the match, when it was one on one, it wasn't actually that bad, but once obviously like they all like jumped on him, it was pretty stupid. But Ryback got speared out of his boots. I'm glad that didn't happen though. Yeah, that was That was good and then... Dean Ambrose jumped through the middle rope and got people out, and then Seth Rollins at the over-the-top yeah. front flip on him. And money is baby faces. That was great, and then um, they all came in and beat the living crap out of him, and then eventually Evolution came out. And of course, let's get right to that. Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H coming out, just not only together, but with the Evolution music. And I think the biggest complaint, and of anyone coming out of this show, is that the crowd was terrible. Yeah. I didn't notice it before this segment. Everything before this, they were okay. They, it's not like they were silent, yeah. but they were like mediocre. Especially anything compared to the post Mania Raw shows is always going to be bad. Yeah, this is like it was an okay crowd until this point. I think they should have given this a lot bigger of a pop than they did. They didn't even pop at all. It was ridiculous. So they come out, they destroy the shield, end of the show. I thought it was a great ending. And it builds up Evolution versus, versus the shield. shield. So, Michael, get to you real quick. Um, your thoughts on the lack of pop from the god-awful Alabama crowd last night and um, your expectations for Shield versus Evolution at Extreme Rules. Alabama awful crowd is right. If <laughs> I was at that Raw last night and I heard Evolution's music go off, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know what the sound was across the stadium. It would have been so loud, it would have been crazy. You wouldn't be talking to you, us right now because you would have lost your voice. Absolutely, just like my WrestleMania voice. Me and RJ's voice were gone. <laughs> Seriously. Gone at Mania. Only two kids who yelled when Lesnar won. Seriously. <laughs> but it's, it's just the concept of evolution coming back after how many years and you don't even have one crowd pop. Even... even RVD came back and Money in the Bank last year with a bigger pop. It was ridiculous. That, like, Ross didn't even go back to Alabama after that awful performance out of the crowd. (laughs) If that was in, like, a Madison Square Garden or, like, a big... Even Boston or Providence, that would have... Oh, my God. You don't even understand. Evolution's music hitting. Come on. Not one person standing (laughs) up here. I guarantee you, half the fans there didn't even know what the music was. They weren't even first booing. Of all. That was the that was the worst part when when they were beating up on the shield. They didn't even boo. I hate Batista though, so I'm just gonna say that now. That's the only reason I care Evolution back because I hate Batista. But um, wouldn't you have booed though if you hate Batista? I would have been happy though because I like the Evolution though. So. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I grew up watching Evolution, so, so yeah. Let's get your thoughts. On yeah, this. I like how Evolution's bad, but they need to get Flair back too to make it like they need Flair to make it like the real Evolution. I know a lot of people have been saying that. I understand that, but how do you think they could possibly get him booed? I know he was heel on TNA, but he was crazy in TNA. Like the, he as a manager, you got to get him exactly. back as a manager. No, he's yeah, not he's, gonna rebel. he's not going to re- wrestle. No, obviously, he's not wrestling. But like. Even, heel, even when Evolution was a heel back in the day, they were still like, obviously they still got a pop from the crowd. You had four of the best stars at the time. You had Orton with the IC belt, taken out Foley, and then you had uh, Batista and Rick, which was a perfect tag they team. And then you had the game, game with the sledgehammer, taking out Goldberg, Goldberg. taking out Steiner. It was awesome. Steiner. And now it's going to be Evolution against the Shield. When I saw Evolution come out last night, I was like, this wasn't really, like, properly put together, you know what I mean? I feel like they just chucked on the music if they walk out there and be Evolution. The old Evolution would have came out a lot different. Maybe Triple H and a... 
I know he was wearing like his button-up shirt, but back in the and day, he would have sunglasses on, the straight long hair. It's just different. It's, it's a lot different. Um, it's, it's not like, like DX was the same, pretty much. They were just older when they came back. I feel like everyone's just a lot different now. Yeah. Like Orton and Batista were a lot younger, too. And Triple H used to be a badass heel, too, with yeah. the long... Long blonde hair with the sunglasses. You like, still see shades of that though. That attack on Brian a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but still, awesome. it's not the same. When he has a sh- um, once he shaved his head, he lost hair. it. Bleach blonde hair, sunglasses, him flare. Oh my god! Maui Jim sunglasses and a six thousand dollars suit. Exactly. They used to be. The, they used to be the best. And then I feel like this is a recycled version of the Evolution, pretty much. I hear you. I hear you. But I do like the fact that we are getting Shield versus Evolution at Extreme Rules. I the, do like that. The too. modern day Evolution versus Evolution itself yep. at Extreme Rules it should be awesome. I have no problem at all with that main eventing the show over the presumable match of Brian versus Kane. Because when CM Punk was champion and he was getting not, not getting the main event, Cena was in pointless. He main evented the show with freaking Jean Laurinaitis. Perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hate CM Punk. Good. But going, going back to the original point, I think it's fine that they're doing the six-man tag team match in the main event of Extreme Rules. That's just what I'm assuming. But uh, should be great, though. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, Brian was not on Raw last night. I think his presence was certainly felt. And um, he will be back next week. He was on his honeymoon this week with Brie Bella after getting married to her on Friday. Got to conceive that marriage. Exactly. So congratulations. I mean, if you really think about it, what role would Daniel Bryan have would have had last night? They would have. They would have changed the plans. They would have exactly. changed the plans or something. Yeah. They probably Kane would have shown up and beat up Bryan or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They just changed the show because they knew he wasn't going to be there. Like that's just terrible. Everybody knows that he's not going to drop the belt to Kane. So everybody's gonna watch the match because they love Daniel Bryan. But if imagine if they made Kane win, no, how they would never. They would, would never, they would never happen. No. Like right, people no. would have more of a question if they had Cesaro go against him for the belt. That's that coming. would be a more entertaining match. That's coming. We talked about that last week. Cesaro Bryan is definitely coming at some point. Yeah, I could see Cesaro uh, Bryan and Wyatt before that, but. Yeah, for the title. They had I think it'd be Rumble stupid, though, because awesome. they already fired a couple times. They but... did, but Bryant won clean, though. No, so like, I... Bray Wyatt won clean at Royal Rumble. That's what I said. Did I just say Bryant? Bryant, yeah. Sorry, I, th- I just said Bryant, but... Uh, <laughs> Bryant, yeah, said both Bryant. of them. Yeah, their love child. But <laughs> <laughs> Bray Wyatt beat Bryant clean at yep. the Rumble, so that that gives him a title shot, yep. you know, in, in essence. But even still, though, I look forward to that. So, yeah, Extreme Rules is shaping up to be a great show. You got Cena, Wyatt, Steel got, Cage. got Tamina Snooker versus Paige. Okay match. Um, Cesaro versus Big E, presumably. Um, Shield versus Evolution. A lot of people have been pitching this. I don't see this happening. But um, War Games would be awesome if it's Extreme Rules. But I don't see that happening. If they didn't bring it back a couple years ago, I don't see that being brought back now. So that about does it for last night's Raw. We have ten minutes left to just a few things to discuss real quick before we go off the air. What match of the week? That's what I'm going to talk about right now. That's going to the next segment. But, um... So going into the match of the week segment, we'll talk about this briefly. Um, you, name your match of the week. And before, the, uh, before we get into this, for viewers that don't know what we're talking about here, match of the week is our weekly segment where we suggest a match from the WWE Network to the viewers, of, or to the listeners, rather, of WrestleRant Radio for you to check out. And if you're not subscribed, then you're crazy. It's the greatest thing in the world. Um, so, RJ, give your match and your thoughts on the documentary that you wanted me to check out last week, which I thought was awesome, the Daniel Bryan yeah. WrestleMania one. All right, so uh, for my match of the week, I'm going to pick uh, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring 2001, which is a street fight. Great match between uh, Shane and Kurt. It, was more, it started off more amateur wrestling, and then it got more extreme with Shane getting through the, thrown through the glass a couple times. And a great finish at the end, and I don't want to ruin the finish. but uh, Yeah, fantastic, yeah. Fantastic finish, and then... On to the Daniel Bryan. If you have the WWE Network, they have you go to uh, original, and then it's an uh, original series. It's called Journey to WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan. It's pretty much they follow him from the week before WrestleMania all the way up to WrestleMania. They have interviews with Brie Bella, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Stone Cold. Um, I'm trying to think who else talks in that. I don't remember anyone else who talks, but then, like, they show him back at WrestleMania 27, like, how him and Sheamus fought for the U.S. title. Then, like, they didn't get, like, their big shocks. They were the dark match. And then next year at WrestleMania, they thought they'd have a good match, and Sheamus beat him in 18 seconds. So, And then basically talk about how 
he's been working on this whole yes move for two years. He's been busting his ass off. And finally get his chance at WrestleMania to come out and win. I think it's a great documentary. And then also a good documentary is uh, Thy Kingdom Come, yep. Triple H one. Great I've one. seen it multiple times. Not even a fan of Triple H, and that was great. No, it's very good. It's probably one of the – it's probably my favorite of all time. If you have the WWE Network, watch Thy Kingdom Come, Triple H documentary. It's very good. So, yeah, I thought the same thing on the Daniel Bryan documentary. I thought it was fantastic. Um, a few people suggested it to me. Had to check it out. Thought it was great. A one-hour thing. It's not like yeah, a three-hour exactly. thing like every other documentary. But um, and I, I told you this via text last week. But they didn't give away enough that they can't do like a Thy Kingdom Come DVD on Brian. At oh some yeah, point, definitely. You know what I mean? Because it's only up to WrestleMania 30. Brian's gonna be wrestling for a while to come. But they only meant they only touched upon. Like I think his did they touch upon his NXT days? Yeah, they, they did. did. They talked about NXT because then they talked about how he got fired. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Came back and that. So. Yeah, so they got into WrestleMania 27 and 28. They didn't really get anything before or during then. He didn't do anything anyway. But like, the money in the bank. And, yeah. yeah, Team Hell No stuff like that. They can touch upon that in the actual DVD. But for what it was, I thought it was great. Towards the end though, there was like a little kayfabe. Like they were like, can he overcome the authority and stuff like that? But aside from that, though, it was nice. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And uh, for my match of the week, I put down, I just finished watching in its entirety WrestleMania 21. So I put down Undertaker versus Randy Orton. I thought it was Randy Orton's best match ever at WrestleMania, hands down. It's up there with the triple threat from WrestleMania this year because I thought it was great too. But this was Randy Orton's best showing at WrestleMania on his own. So go check that out. I'll probably have a review on that, WrestleMania 21, in a couple days up on YouTube. But uh, uh, Michael, throwing this on you at the last minute, but do you have any matches on the WWE Network that you would like to suggest to the viewers to check out? Uh, probably Floyd Money Mayweather against the Big Show. <laughs> That's my match of the week. Also, it's a wild card, everybody. That's I'll a go, great match. I'll, I'll go off that one. Also, if, speaking of good Randy Orton matches, WrestleMania 24 against uh, Cena H and, and Triple Johnson, H yeah. is a very good match, too. So watch uh, Orton versus Triple H versus Cena at WrestleMania 24, too. A lot of people poop on that match. I no, think it was I thought it was, I thought it was a very good match. good match, too. It, it was only, what, like, I don't want to say eight minutes long. No, I'm thinking of the one from 22. But it was a very good match. Yeah. Though. I thought it was very good. The storytelling with like Triple H coming back, Cena yep. coming back, and whatever, and Orton going over it, that was really good. Yep. But um, that being said, though, um, just like maybe two or three more news items before we go off the air. Sting, news report. Um, we talk about this every single week, and the same exact thing, Seriously. but we had to do it. We have to address it. Um, a, a couple days ago, this came out that Sting had officially signed with the WWE. He's in the company, 100% confirmed. He's there. Everyone's marking out. Best week ever. Next day, uh, we're not really sure yet. He might be there. He might not be there. We sent him a contract, the WWE, that is, and, and Sting didn't sign back yet. He didn't get back to us, so we're not really sure. Next day, he's 100% in. Next to WrestleMania, it's happening. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even care anymore. I don't care what's I don't care. I can care less. If Sting, no, I'm not saying that, but I mean, no. if, if Sting comes in, I think it's awesome. If him but what versus, are they going to do? Yeah, but the thing is, they're going to bring him back. It's going to be one match, so I can no, care that's less. No, that's, that's all they need. Undertaker versus him, I think, is awesome. If they do that, it's great, but... I don't. I think seeing is believing when it comes to Sting. I'm not going to believe like he's going to be here every single week. I don't care. I, I think if, it's kind of like CM Punk. You got to just wait and see. Exactly. CM Punk's a different story because people are like, oh, like last night someone tweeted me. I thought this was a joke. I don't know if they were serious or not. They were like, <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be Kane, Triple H, and uh, CM Punk. I'm like, CM who? Like, the, are you exactly. Serious? People you know? need to give him a punk. He's get not coming back. Get I love. Punk. I mean, I know you hate punk, and I love punk, and I'm saying like you need to get over it because I don't think he's coming back exactly anytime soon. But that being said, though, um. What were we talking about here? Oh, Sting. So, yeah, Sting, um, maybe not, maybe coming to WWE. RJ, you just said you don't really care, but your thoughts on this whole Sting situation. I, I don't care really anything about Sting. I think he's he could wrestle Undertaker, but that's all he's worth pretty that's much. It. No, and just it, give him the Hall of Fame, that's it. Not, I don't even know if they give him a Hall of Fame. He never wrestled in the WWE, so... So neither did Abdul the Butcher. Yeah, but that's a joke, so... <laughs> yeah, I think he deserves that. Honestly, everything he did for WCW and whatever, I think he deserves it. Well, yeah, the TNA Hall of Fame, not the WWE. Exactly. I don't think he did that much in WCW that deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Michael, your thoughts on Sting possibly coming to WWE? Uh, to be completely honest, not trying to offend any Sting fans here, but there's no point on bringing the guy back. Taker lost to Lesnar. The only thing we could have seen is 22-0 going against Sting, maybe Sting winning. But, like, what's it going to be now? Taker against Sting at WrestleMania? That'll be two grandpas fighting in the ring. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. So true. And, like, 
Sting did a lot for WCW, but he brought TNA out of the ground to what it is now, and he doesn't really deserve a WWE Hall of Fame induction. He's, he's a TNA guy. If he wanted to be a WWE guy, he would have signed with WWE during the invasion in 2001. That's what he would have done. I preach that. So that, on that final note, we'll go into this final subject before we go off the air. I know you don't watch TNA, but regardless, 10 seconds of TNA talk here. Eric Young winning the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. You didn't watch the show, but your immediate reaction. That's like Santino winning the WWE Championship. Couldn't have said it better myself. But the match itself was its weird because I know you didn't watch it, but earlier on in the night on Impact, they had Eric Young win a battle royal or something. Then he cashed in his title shot later on in the night. So he wrestles two matches in one night. He beat the corporate champ in Magnus. He was selling an arm injury, and he has a, a, a huge beard. So does that sound to you? That sounds sound like Daniel Bryan to me. I yeah, exactly. That's the comparison. Yeah, but that's all they—that's all they do, pretty much. Is steal everything WWE does. Yeah, and not to say WWE doesn't steal from them too, but like what? They've stolen a few things here and there. Like as what? Well. A various thing. They stole the intros that they did, like for their shows a couple years ago, late 2012. The whole AJ Styles Claire Lynch thing was a whole ripoff WWE did with AJ and John Cena. And AJ Styles, he shot, he did a shoe promo on that one time in TNA. They've stolen things before too. It's not like they haven't stolen anything. And WWE does watch TNA. Like some of their upper officials, I know they do. There's no. Why would they watch them? And they're not. It's not even good. Well, I mean, they have some. They've taken some ideas from them in the past. Hopefully. Very few. TNA's taken much more ideas than they've WWE. Of course. Uh, I hope that it brings brings Willow then. Hopefully. WWE, you want Willow in WWE? No, I think TNA has its months are uh, numbered. There's no one in TNA that WWE could possibly want. Besides I think as an organization, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be done soon. I feel like. Speaking of organizations, Jeff oh Jarrett has a new God. one coming up. Screw too. Jeff Jarrett. Global Wrestling Federal. Literally the Global bi- Force Wrestling. Literally the biggest, like the worst champion ever. Got a push in WCW when it sucked. WWE signs me won like. The European Championship wants, but him and McMahon hate each other. Then he gets released. Now he opens up TNA. That failed. So now he's going to open up another shitty organization. He's a That guy's a joke. I hate Jeff Jarrett. I don't see a... His gimmick sucks, too. Like, I smash guitars over people's head. Grow up. You suck. I don't see that uh, being any uh, any competition to WWE TNA no. at all. It's a joke. But, uh, yeah, before we go off the air, any final thoughts... Uh, any final thoughts, Mike, on, on TNA crowning Eric Young, their new World Heavyweight Champion, and or uh, what we just thought? Oh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's new promotion. Um, I don't really watch TNA, so I have nothing really to say, but as a final thought, I want to give my top five matches of all time to end off the show, if that's okay. Yeah, go right ahead. We got time. Number five, I got Lesnar Angle, Mania 19. Number four, Orton Taker, Mania 21. Great matches, except four. Number three, Rock Austin, Mania 17. Number two, Jericho Austin, Vengeance 01. A lot of people might not say it, but that's the really the big Booker T jump. That and King of the Ring. And then number one, Royal Rumble 2004, Last Man Standing, Shawn Michaels against Triple H. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a great match in my favorite. That's it. All of their matches were great. Their one from SummerSlam was awesome. Mm-hmm. Their Hell in the Cell one I watched, which I thought was Michaels fantastic. and Triple H rivalry in 2003 is probably my favorite. That was a Out of all the rivalries. And, they, and then they fought WWE Survivor Series in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they fought like... They fought like five papers in a row. Yeah, and like from 02 to 04, they had one of the best feuds yeah. in WWE history, in my opinion. Because the history was there, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was fantastic as well. So on that final note, I think we'll have to close out the show. So, Mike, do you want to... On that final note, do you want to plug your uh, your Twitter or anything else before we uh, let you go? At Mando 761 give me a follow. Holla, holla, everybody. Have a good night. RJ. Boom. Uh, I don't really. I don't like plugging stuff. I plug. I plug Graham. So I'll plug at Russell Rant radio, at Russell Rant on Twitter, and the shoutouts. You know, I always got my shoutouts. Got John Keen, Shannon Martin, Tim Bredberg, Alex Gauman, Will Comer, and uh, Jeff Stone. So speaking of days being numbered, as you mentioned before, we've got about a month left of Russell Rant Radio before we go off the air. Exactly. So we got. Today, the 15th, yeah. the show's basically over. Next week, the 22nd, which we will be back for. I'm going home for Easter, but I'll be yeah. back Monday, so I'll be here for that. Yeah. Next week after that, 29th, May 6th, 
And then May 13th, I think, is the last show before yep. we go off the air, the last live show. So I think during the summer I'll try to, uh, I'll try to uh, I think I might tape it on my computer or something like that. But it's going to be like podcast form. It's not going to be live like this. Yep. And we'll be back in September, of course, or yep. August or whenever we come back. But um, that being said, though, on May 29th, I'll be having uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Bull Dread, professional wrestler from the Northeast. He's going to be here for a brief interview at the start of the show. And then on May 6th, um, the founder of New England Championship Wrestling, which is right down the street here from uh, Endicott College, right here in Beverly. I attended their show this past Saturday night. It was an awesome time. They're doing their Iron 8 prestigious tournament on May got May 6th, so I think May 3rd or May 10th. I don't know. It's something along those lines. I think it's one of those dates. But it's going to be great. Go check it out. Um, tickets are like 20 bucks each if you order in advance like 15 so it's awesome so check them out um, we're going to have Sheldon Goldberg here the founder of the company on the show on May 3rd or the first show of May I forgot what the date is but check that out it's going to be fantastic so make sure to check it out um, but yeah for all the basic other plugs like RJ said before at Russell Rant on Twitter you can listen to the live you can listen to the come pod- on people it's close to 5,000 followers now so <laughs> follow at Russell Rant please join the revolution join the revolution Listen to the archive version of the show over at nextearawrestling.weebly.com. All the episodes from uh, over the last, since October, are all up there. Facebook, Graham, Jason, Matthew, same thing for YouTube and Bleacher Report as well. So with all that being said, guys, we'll be back here next week with more Monday Night Raw talk, WWE talk, and if we get lucky, maybe some TNA talk too. Highly, highly doubt it. Highly doubt that, folks. But of course, folks, we stream here live every 9 o'clock, every Tuesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time. And we'll be back here next Tuesday night at the same exact time. So thanks for joining us, folks. And this is Graham Jason Matthews signing out. We'll see you next week, folks.